0: Like living with a six year old.
1: I still go on play dates. I just call them play dates so I can go out with Eric and Paul and Adam.
2: You sound like his mom. He likes sport too. You guys would be such good friends.
0: I'll do all the technical aspects. Adam will be the face, Paul will be the muscle, and then Eric will be oh, the sales guy. We're screwed from the muscle. <laughs> Paul handed, the muscle and
1: the troubadour.
2: I handed a jar to my son to open the other day, so we're in bad shape. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Welcome to this week's episode of the Four Fathers Podcast, where we talk about faith, family,
0: and other F-words. Hey, this is Fife, and I want to say thank you to all our subscribers in 2021. It's a new year, and I know a bunch of you have been with us since the very beginning, so it means a lot to all of us dads. But being a dad, um, we don't always get to hear the praises of our work. And so if you feel led, we'd love to read any of your reviews um, so, don't be shy and leave us one on iTunes or in your favorite podcast player choice. Um, but for those that are new, hey, thank you too and welcome. So, to get you all up to speed, we felt we needed to revisit some of the individual episodes on each of the dads. So, for the next few shows, we'll be living the glory days of each of the dads. So, get your white t shirt, blue jeans, and red baseball cap, and let's dive in. Um, that's a Bruce Springsteen reference for those um, too young to understand. And as always, thanks for being a listener to the Forefathers Podcast.
2: Welcome to the Forefathers Podcast.
0: I'm
3: Fife. I'm Adam.
0: I'm Eric. And I'm Paul. And this is a podcast
2: about faith, fatherhood, friendship, and other F-words like for Micah. So this is week four of a four-week series on each other, speaking into each person's life to say just what kind of impact they've had on our lives. So we've had a... um, a week on myself, which was last week, and we've had one on Fife and one on Adam. So this week is the week on Eric, last but certainly not least, Eric Romanek. So we'll be talking about Eric, and we usually um, uh, position this the the conversation here with some questions. And the first question that we'll ask is, "Hey guys, give me a poignant memory of Eric from before we were all 25. So in the old days when we all thought we knew everything." Give me a memory that you have maybe when you first met him or something early on.
0: Uh, I guess I'll start, but in tried true tradition, um, I will answer that question. I promise I'll get back to the listeners so they know exactly how my thoughts are. But I spent some time trying to formulate how I could describe Eric in, in a way that would describe him best. So I already did music. I already did a mnemonic for Adam. I thought, okay, at this point, we're going to dive into the real deep side into in the underbelly of Romanac. So I wrote a poem and I entitled that poem, when you meet a Roman Eric, I'll begin and feel free to whip up your lighters, snap your fingers. And it begins when you meet a Roman Eric, you'll be greeted with a treat, not because of his size or smile or bounding feats. He's a family man leading his band of four through life's adventures and church endeavors. But for those that don't know him as intimately as Paul, the oops caught me as he entered through that faithful door. He's always willing to share a kind word or a story about his life, a book, or maybe in a quarry. His life adventures take him to Haiti, Mexico, and beyond. He's always following God, friends, and all the while singing worship songs. His barbecues and land gaming parties, were always the bomb and never foolhardy. He always brought the best to a tough situation using wisdom and good old fashion relation. For that, I am grateful, and he is a true friend. The only thing missing is his Viking band of merry men. So when you meet a Romanac, make sure to say hi, as you'll never regret it till the day you die. Oh. That's my little tribute to Eric to wrap things up here. As I was composing that poem, there a lot of things came to mind, and it was almost like a a, an overflowing well of information and thoughts and, and memories. The one thing that I can connect with Eric very early on, even before our first introductions at church when we first got our licenses. And we both decided that it was going to be fun to, to take turn our the cars, advantage of sausage. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> to, to take our cars and go out behind Shed Park and do a little donuts in the snow. But as inexperienced drivers we were, we both continued to barrel down this back dirt road behind the park, uh, heading towards the main um, road. And Eric, who happened to be in front of me at the time, was in, were you in your Reliant or I can't remember what car you were driving? I think
1: you were actually in front of me, weren't you? Didn't I drive you?
0: No, no that's right. You did. You hit the back of me, correct? Yeah. Careening down the road. And uh, of course there was a lot of ice still left from the winter thaw. I had to stop short because an oncoming Toyota pickup truck was coming <laughs> from my left uh, side view uh, and crossing in front of me that I slammed on the brakes. I slid about 15, 20 feet, doing 40 miles an hour, trying to slow down to zero. Eric couldn't uh, (laughs) compensate for the distance, careened in the back of my car. The whole story was kind of funny because after that was all said and done and the damage that we caused to (laughs) each other's cars, I had gone home and somehow thought in my infinite (laughs) wisdom that it was a good idea to tell dad nothing (laughs) about the accident. (laughs) And lo and behold, I think did your dad call or i can't remember how my father knew about it outside of you know physically looking at the damage on the vehicle but it turned into one of these moments that forever made an impression on my parents going forward about who i was hanging around with and what we were doing with vehicles snowballed <laughs> from there into many more uh dumb stupid things that we did with, with cars <laughs> that were always yeah, we did. Uh, always always worth a laugh a few scrapes and dings and whatever else we did to the vehicle itself physically
1: what was that car was that a reliant it was an aries k the old k it was a dodge <laughs> that thing did not survive the drum hill rotary just to be clear
0: no no actually any i think that, uh, my aries k my k car too you know took a beating on that drum hill rotary that was like what's the the palidrome in um those cars always took <laughs> such a beating <laughs> they had a short life yeah yeah i mean i've got a ton more some of the other stupid stuff that we used to do was sword fighting with golf clubs and bikes In your backyard, (laughs) because we were bored. I don't know what we were thinking when that thought was a great idea. The one thing that falls in between those two gaps for me, which is still a mystery today, was your uh, infamous great black electronic address book organizer. (laughs) You held and coveted that thing because it contained both the addresses of, I think, everybody you knew at the time. It had a lot of information in it. And you became like the 411 address book for everybody that we needed to connect with, whether it was in a youth group or friends at school or people you crossed our path. They somehow always got their name entered in that infamous book. I think Tim at one time was using it as a Rolodex for dating girls, but I can't remember. And that then point.
1: the battery died.
0: Yeah. And then we could never replace <laughs> it. After that point, it was gone forever.
1: <laughs> I'm sure that was a, that was a bad thing. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's probably better that that one was gone. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. agreed. Yeah. That was a, awesome. a good time though.
3: <laughs>
0: Everyone yeah. 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 remember the YCM? Yeah.
3: Young Christian Mafia. <laughs> oh <Yes>. my goodness.
0: <laughs> how how we all thought we were really cool at like twelve or one in the morning, walking around the streets of Lowell, being stupid, <laughs> looking for problems, <laughs> never able to find any. And even if we did find them, we would run away from them. <laughs> so we were we're bad people no we're not yeah. <laughs> the only thing bad is our, our our little group that we created because we put it on the a four-way sign that tim knocked off the side of a post with his head <laughs> pretty funny
2: there are yeah there's, there's quite a few i you know the the more i thought uh, the more i would i was coming up with it's kind of like when you look at the stars in the sky and you see one and then all of a sudden like you just you know i many, many came to to memory. Uh, the, the the initial one was, I just remember saying over and over again that, cause you came in junior year, right, Eric?
1: Yeah. The end of junior year.
2: The end of junior year. And I remember thinking you were there for like two weeks and already you were like knew everybody and everybody knew you. And I'm like, I've been here for since freshman year. And I was, they were still like, yeah, yeah. Romanek. Yeah. He's a great, yeah. Paul. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know him. I don't I know who that is. <laughs> like you just immediately made what friends. What begin with? What's his name? Yeah, with? exactly. Paul? Paul? Who's that? Yeah, I don't, sorry. I don't know. I mean, there was like 70 of us in the in the things world class. So it wasn't like we have a zillion of them. Um, moved around a lot. And I think that, that for whatever reason, you are – knowing you like I know now, regardless of whether you moved around a lot or not, you would have come in and it would have been the same thing because you're so outgoing. They would have known you immediately, you and your brother. Um, and I remember too, so there's that, there was that one, there's the, um, the beautiful night thing that just kept in my mind. I mean, there's times where we go do something, I don't know, we go somewhere and then we'd all go back to your house. And then it was, you know, the way that it would be like, Hey, you know, it's kind of, um, the night is, is not quite over yet. Why don't we hang out and just chill and talk? What the, the code word for that was, Hey guys, it's a beautiful night. And then we would just sit and chat and talk and talk. And talk. I mean that that was that was amazing. That was so such good, good such good memories there. And I'll say too, even from the first moment on, like we have this um, the, the church that I'm at now, um, Harbor of Hope. One of the things that we say is we 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 exist to point people back to God. And Eric, I feel like you did that from the moment that we met. You were like, hey, Paul, like you everything that you did and said, and your whole goal in life was to point people and point other people back to God. And um, I feel like you you did that over and over again. You were so faithful. And that was like a, a theme all the way throughout from like day one was, you know, I'm just gonna continue to be faithful and point people back to God. A lot of uh, a lot of that from early early on. How about you, Adam?
3: My first memory of of Romanak was was pretty vivid. We had first come to uh, youth group on that Friday night over on Stedman Street. where actually, my parents forced us. Peter suggested that we uh, we go and check out the youth group there, and uh, I remember walking up the stairs to that. To the church, which is above the garage at that point. Romanac comes running over and like and as he's coming to run over, he's screaming, New people! He <laughs> comes running over the stairs and it's like Hi, I'm Eric. And at this point in time, like Romanac was like 12 of the size of me. <laughs> and I felt like it was a, hi, be my friend before I eat you.
2: Yeah. <laughs> we have two options here. Option one, <laughs> you're my friend. Option two, I beat on you mercilessly. I'm gonna
3: eat you. Yeah, <laughs> you won't be leaving. But no, ever since that that point, he's always he's always made a, an effort to be welcoming to everyone. You just just love on people. Mm-hmm. Like that was one of your biggest M.O.s. It doesn't matter who you yeah. are, where you came from, what your background was, what are your abilities, what abilities you don't have. It doesn't matter. You you always loved on people, and that was an awesome trait for bringing so many different people together and just our our eclectic friendship with all our. Our different people we hung out with was a uh, just a a true testament to to your ability to just draw people together no matter what.
2: Yeah, Eric, that's it. So so that's my question too. Maybe we can just pause here and and uh, give you a little a little rebuttal. Um, what's where did that come from? Like you you like your love of people is is legendary and it's definitely something that's inspired me and inspired who I am and this idea. This almost unwritten rule of that your life is better because of all of the people that you meet, all the people that I'm trying not to sing Sesame Street in my head with that while you're walking down the street. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all the people that you meet that like it's there's almost an, an innate understanding that they make your life better because you're you've met them, and then you're always excited indeed to meet new, new to meet new people. Like where did that come from?
1: Uh- I, I think it came from a lot of different things. I mean, as a kid, I, I moved around a ton. So I was always the new kid, right? So from like seven to like 15, I moved like eight times. Wow. Uh, it, might've been, it might've been five times. I might be exaggerating a little bit. It might've been five times, but still, I mean, every couple of years I was a new kid. And so I knew what it was like to be the new kid. And as part of that, I got to, um, I got to lose the reputation for all the stupid things I'd done. And work on rebuilding my reputation the way I wanted it to every time. So there was a portion of that. And because I was always the new kid, and I was a naturally outgoing person, there was value in meeting new people quickly. It was value in people knowing who I was quickly. And then as I grew up, and as um, God impacted me my life, and I was a little bit less of a punk, I realized that I had something to give people. And it wasn't really much that I, about me, but it was really about like, I could make people feel welcome. I could invite them in. I could love on them.
3: Yeah.
1: And I loved having people around and it was fun, you know, and and everybody brought their own little thing. And when God taught me grace, it allowed me to give people grace. It allowed me to not take things personally when people were not the way that I expected or the way that I wanted. It allowed me to do some things that I couldn't do before I really understood what grace was. Once you've experienced grace, it's like all of the sudden you look around and you're like, oh, you know, that guy was kind of mean to me, but he's probably just having a bad day. Like I can give him grace for that. <laughs> you know, like
3: yeah.
1: you end up seeing, and, and, and I feel like God has given me a really cool ability to have compassionate understanding for people that makes it so I don't take things personally very often.
2: Yeah, I would say you have the thickest skin of the group. And that's absolutely something that I learned because I th- I feel like, from day one, I had the thinnest and I, um, just having to like figure that out and, and figure out what that looks like and go, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. I don't have just, you know, somebody might've said something to me that may offend me, but let's move on instead of like, Oh, really? Oh, you feel that way. Well, that now I'm going to hit you forever. How's that? How do you, how do you feel like, uh, you know, how do you like them apples? Whereas you're like, Oh yeah, no, it's all good. Maybe they're having a bad day. I'm like, well, I hope they have every, all the bad
1: days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there, there is there's a truth to some of that i think at some of my interactions with you early on obviously from that day forth that adam just uh described vividly one of the things that i jotted down that I, ties into this is that your size and who the roman acts are as a family they're they're very like you look at you guys physically and you look like you're the O'Doyle family in um, O'Doyle. At one of, at, yeah Adam Sandler's movies where you don't want to mess with any of the O'Doyles, but you know, if you're on the O'Doyle side, you know, you're, you're in like Flynn. And so it was always fun to, because my family uh, environment wasn't always conducive to the format. And it was always like this almost every Sunday. I, I can almost, probably count on a, you know one hand how many times it was like this. It's like every Sunday after church would roll through, it'd be like, oh, where are you going? And you wouldn't even have to like answer that question because you knew it was, you're going to the Romanax house and you're going to hang out there because there's always something going on. And whether that was, you know, your parents All
3: right, Eric, you're breaking up. You need to fix it. We can speak. Professional podcasters do this as well. Eric, you're breaking up. Your fr- screen is frozen and you're looking at the, sk- the sky and all we heard is like every fifth word
2: so i think we're losing yeah maybe we should maybe you should drop and rejoin
3: he's already dropped he didn't we even need- know it we did a music interlude
1: <laughs> <da>,
3: <laughs>
1: His whole diatribe's gonna have to be redone now
3: hey everybody Welcome to the Polaroid podcast. This is this is a perfect robot adventure. Only three episodes. It podcasts. would be no. It would be hey, get in the car, and then this music would play, and then it would be even a situation where oh, there are blue lights behind us. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Or Looks we're going like to we're every gonna every crash office, again. No office have. where I
1: haven't been drinking. I'm just really tired.
3: Yeah, <laughs> A,
1: B, C. B. No wait.
3: <laughs> every every few minutes there'd be a hold on. <laughs>
2: you're you're pulling a you're pulling a big pole out of the out of the truck. It just keeps going and, going and going and
1: going.
3: Look, cowboys!
1: Uh,
3: there he is! Hey, <laughs> welcome back! Welcome back. Well, hey, what internet. happened? I
0: lost it. It just went bye bye.
3: Yeah, we can go. just that yeah, yeah, missed, bad, you just missed the thirty second wonderful. uh <laughs> explanation of a adventure with eric oh awesome <laughs> so
1: so we missed the part where you you were talking about my family about and, and, right and, and the devil
2: oh. i think
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, oh and, yeah it, it, i
1: don't know if
2: those
0: it, are related, no, but, uh, it was primarily around the the idea of of you know being a star trek fan in the Eck household it was one of those um lessons that you learn very early on if you weren't a Trekky person already that there were two different camps of thought or schools of thought and if you were on the wrong one you were the devil um so you learn very quickly in that sense but um one of the things i was trying to get back to uh, before i was so eloquently hacked off by our lovely interwebs um the thing that you mentioned about having a learning grace i think you kind of knew it and always had it around you because there were several times i could look anywhere within your home and in your family atmosphere that you were always mm-hmm. you know grace was always abounding no matter what whether it was to your own immediate family or to the people that were living with you um uh, or you know the families you invited in on a sunday morning or you know for longer periods of stay there was always opportunities for conflict to happen but at the same time there was always uh, abundance of grace You know, there. So it was always being, you know, demonstrated and exhibited to you. Um, But, you know, as we all know, you, you know, you don't learn grace until you get a chance to, you know, do it yourself. So I think that was, you know, something that was awesome in my life to see and be a part of because it gave me a safe place to be a part of and involved in um, and was very different from my family dynamic and how I grew up.
3: Well, he never, he never, none of his doors were ever locked. No, never never (laughs) first of all you you, well you you step back you're like oh well i understand now if anyone tried to walk in i'm like oh i'm so screwed five dogs (laughs) but regardless i mean you didn't have the doors locked because it was because kind of that mentality well then nobody could get in you know right so so it was always an inviting and and welcome place for for anyone who wanted to just come hang out so yeah
1: and the funny long-term ramification of that is we are talking about tearing down the fence in our front yard because Heather's like, it just doesn't – it doesn't make people feel welcome. Like That's so funny. You know, like they put a fence around the front yard because they had dogs and and she's like, I hate it. I don't want it there because I want to be able to sit on my front yard and have people just walk by and come to the front yard and come. Why and don't you just
0: turn it around and create it like, like a her. funnel and point it at the corners of the house. So it just kind of oh, goes that would like, be awesome. I will and
1: then, talk to her and then just that.
0: redirect the road in right into the front door. And then that way you know people will automatically just be pulling in your driveway every day.
1: We'll have Joel at the tip of the funnel doing seltzer water
2: with <laughs> limes.
0: With a little umbrella. <laughs> yes, that would work.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, totally. That's yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, how about a uh, a memory from more recently, maybe after after you know he got married and had some kids? How about a memory from more? I, recently? I don't know.
0: I think we need to you know step back one or a couple of years in between that, and we have to really have this discussion about um, the safety issues of trying to stiff thirteen or what sixteen people into a VW Rabbit and then drive them from. 18? Yeah.
1: It was th- it was thirteen people in a VW and w drive Rabbit. them from
0: Dover, New Hampshire, to Tingsboro.
1: We didn't have on a, a shoelace
0: for your throttle cable.
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Again, goes back to those, the, that adventure thing we were talking about earlier. Yeah. We, we just made things work. <laughs>
0: Grit, spit, and duct tape.
3: <laughs> well, yeah.
0: He,
2: he wanted to invite everybody. Even if there wasn't room, he would find room, whether yeah. there's room in the rabbit or not. Absolutely. Oh, gosh. <laughs>
1: To be fair, we only had that many people in that car because a car broke down, and we had to get people home.
0: But that that didn't stop you from past, you know, the future experiences to try to top that record, though. (laughs) There were a couple of times (laughs) I think you were trying to break that record. It was. It was very true.
3: <laughs> that might be true. That
0: might be true. Or, or the, you know, the infamous drives to Framingham Church with Adam in um snowy weather to go to was it youth groups or events or something like that, and doing three sixties on Route Nine. I think
3: it was a yard. We used to do the. They host the, the yard back then. Oh right, yeah. Uh, Concert event. Yeah. yeah, it was. It was actually a five
0: forty, <laughs> almost <laughs> two three sixties. <360s. laughs>
1: and it was really funny because that night it. It wasn't snowing at all, but it had just misted, and it was like this sheet of black ice, and we were on coming route on nine. Route 9, up the hill, past the Wendy's, and What's we up, had, bro? we honestly dude, the 540 would have been fine, because we did a 540, and we ended up in the snowbank. but the minivan that I had passed about a mile back couldn't control herself and wiped the front end of my car. <laughs> but it was really funny, because while we were waiting for my parents
0: to come and pick me up after crashing yet another car... And we we should phrase that that's the reason why he had cars that were two thousand dollars and less. It wasn't like he was buying a big behemoth truck.
2: So so I feel like I feel like we need to take a step back.
3: That was a behemoth truck. True, it was a it was a boat. It was a land yacht for sure.
2: I feel like we need to sit here maybe just for a moment, Eric. Let's talk a little about the that we give you a lot of gruff about the cars. How many cars (laughs) were there that you actually went through? Let's
1: just take seventy three. Let's, let's let
2: the what, was it know. more or less than uh, what the
0: Blues Brothers did in their you know? Can movie? you do
1: it yeah. to a
3: song too?
1: How many cars did I own, or how many cars did I break?
0: Isn't that like equal you numbers? Cars did you end?
1: Yeah, I, I was gonna
0: say isn't no. It,
1: I've, uh... I've had a couple that the engine died that it wasn't a, and it wasn't an accident.
0: But the engine died because <laughs> right exactly <laughs> because I put synthetic.
2: Was it wrapped around a pole? Is that why it died?
1: Well, okay, so 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 let's preface this with saying. I have been driving for almost 30 years now, right? So 29 years, all right? And I think I've totaled, well, there was the Aries, the Rabbit, one of the Hondas, the other Honda.
0: <laughs> there was a, a Honda streak.
1: Um, All right, which is, which is one, one of my the
2: Buy my own car. You can't say one of the Hondas and be like, "Oh yeah, the other Honda too." <laughs> <laughs> like you can't say, "A Honda." Oh yeah, it's like a it's
0: like, a, ser- it's like a serial honest, killer going on a spree. Like it only attacks a certain you know type. Yes,
2: exactly. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, four wheels, <laughs> and, uh, and then. Um. I don't recall if I actually totaled the Saturn, but I definitely gave it racing stripes on both sides from the guardrails.
2: So they're now on the eight planets,
1: thanks <laughs> to you. <laughs> so that's what—that's eight. That's seven cars. About, yes. Um, so. and then I totaled a car by trying to pull into the same space as a flatbed truck. I <laughs> would that work out good. No, not so good. <laughs> not so, not good. so good at all. No, I. To be fair, I was a brand new parent. I wasn't sleeping. I, I blame my lack of sleep for that one. Actually, I blame my lack of sleep for most of my accidents. Yeah, could, there's yeah, there's, there's okay, quite but, a few.
2: And also, to be fair, you, like nobody ever, nobody died, right? No, nobody even ever got hurt. Nobody got hurt. So this is all. So you are very blessed, well, and you're, yeah, oh, the sky. Well, we can't talk. I didn't even. We can't one. forget
0: about the infamous um, bus on the bridge in Lowell.
1: That was the rabbit. Okay. I already and that was made news headlines. That made the news. Yeah, front page, full color photo in the Lowell Sun. Yes, I still have that. <laughs> My kids bring it out just to show off every once in a while. <laughs> they like they report on it in their class. My dad was
0: cool. Like, like, check check it,
1: the, it out. Ben had to take driver's ed, and he took that picture <laughs> into his private ed t-shirt. This is what you don't <laughs> do. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I guess we're at what, like 12, 12 cars? even dozen, almost cars. a baker's dozen. Yeah, I mean. Well, and then I totaled the infinity. And
0: so much for being at infinity. <laughs> yeah.
1: No, and no beyond, no more beyond. Yeah, infinity. no joke. That's probably it. Yeah. That's probably it. I mean, but still, 13 cars. That's a pretty impressive record of <laughs> 30 years. Yeah. That's basically a car. Just to put this in perspective, there was a fo- point where the state of Massachusetts stopped adding safe driver insurance points to my license
0: <laughs> because I hit the a- limit. A- any insurance agents like, listening to this podcast. They only go to
1: 31, and I was at 31 for four years before they took one off because <laughs> every time one would fall off, they'd put another one back on. Hey, this one's in the backlog. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Say, so, hey, we just keep rolling the points on. <laughs> and I only lived in Massachusetts for six years as a driver, uh, seven years as a driver. So it's pretty impressive to get to 31 from 15, in seven years and stay there for four so, of those seven years. it got
2: so bad that when the DMV was filling out an accident report, it auto-filled <laughs> I know, every time.
1: <laughs> 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 Whenever they create a new one, just because. Just yeah, pretty <laughs> much. i just see this one before. Nah, dude. Well, I'm guys, so glad this is the part of my adulthood that you guys remember.
0: Well no, this is kind of sort of this is leading into adulthood. <laughs> this is before marriage, kind of well, no, it did it kind of roll in marriage too. No, yeah. I didn't stop when I got married. <laughs>
1: or, or the yeah. points It actually
3: got like, worse when I had kids because I slept less. Or yeah. or were you get to the point of like, all right, what time is it? Oh, it's it's nine thirty. Oh, okay. What time do you have to be home? Nine forty five, but don't worry, you got fifteen minutes. <laughs> it's like an hour and fifteen <laughs> minute drive, kid. <laughs> He's like, We'll make it. It's fine. It's, it's, it's all fine. back roads. I found I found a back road. <laughs> <laughs> What?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and, 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 and to feel, be fair, I got pulled over twenty-eight times before I got I my first get, ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: That was going to be my other, my other, my other question, my other note. So Heather lived in Western Mass. What I forget the town? North Adams,
1: uh, Florida, Massachusetts.
2: North, yeah, yeah, yeah. North right Adams. Right next yes, to North Florida, Adams. Right next to North Adams. And you would go out there and go visit her all the time. Uh, Heather, yeah, we basically go. Really his now, his wife and um you spent a lot of time back and forth always coming back exhausted yep. always coming back um falling asleep yeah. probably
3: and getting yeah there weren't there great. weren't but- many barriers yeah.
0: on route two to keep it bouncing off of so you had to learn. i'm
3: pretty sure i'm the reason those barriers are there <laughs> got to know the air the air rotary mcdonald's pretty well too huh yes very well
0: <laughs> why so it's
1: where it was a meeting point yeah, we would meet there. When we were younger, that's where we'd meet and dr- and transfer. Like I would go with her to her family or she'd come to <laughs> mine.
0: So it's sort of like a, hey, I got the goods. We're gonna trade. <laughs> what do you got? Yeah, right. <laughs> so all right. So yeah, the moving more to, to current um, you know, times. Um oh, let me see. There's so many. Um that would kind of put us right around um our church plant and all of those. Now was it? I'm trying to think of, man, it's kind of like all a blur because that's pretty much like when we were all having either starting to have kids all getting married or, um, and there was just a lot going on and craziness. But um, let me think about that one. Anybody else got something to throw in there while I'm thinking, makes my brain slowing down.
2: I mean, well, yeah, certainly the church plant and certainly that, you know, the church plant and um, you know, him being, one of the like if, when Steve stepped down and was like, Hey, mill City's closing the logical person that would have stepped in. had we decided to keep going was, was, gonna was going to be, Eric, gonna be real quick. like, well, they just, that's at least that's what, when I was talking to Steve, he was like, there was some talk about Eric, you know, stepping into, you know, pastor there, but we were all pretty exhausted and all pretty ready to t- have some time off after six years. Um, but with that said, I mean, that's, and you know, there was nobody, you know, to me more supportive and more just looking for areas to help and place to help. And I'll tell you though, the, the one that, um, and maybe a little bit more recently, um, with me, I, I, you know, had a, I had a conversation with, with Eric over lunch. I think it was lunch, lunch or dinner Litter. once, um, we were chatting about, um, exactly one of those sapa mm. as we see in New England, um, and, and uh, he had met, you know, he had hung out with Jonathan when Jonathan was kind of getting, you know, like eight, nine, ten. And um, he had met him and I had had some conversations about, you know, hey, his, 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 um, oh, man, his, uh, just some challenges he'd been having at school and some conversations he had with teachers. And I remember just asking Eric, like, I just need to hear it straight. We were having a real tough time at the school he was at and it turned out that the school was um not the healthiest place but at the time um he just gave me some real good advice like hey this is he he was somebody that was able to step in objectively and say this is what i see this is you know um the personality of your son and this is something that that um you know not 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 good or bad just very objective very like this is this is who he is and uh, for somebody to be able to help me in that regard and speak in that, like, he's just like, he loves people and he also has an, an amazing talent for people and to, and to read them, but like not in a bad way, like and to read them and know them, not to put them in a box, but just to be like, I've met this person, I've talked to them. And, and this is how I would like relate to them. And this is, this is how I would, you know, not handle them, but like relate to them. And to me as somebody that, doesn't feel like I have that great of a talent for like knowing people and knowing how to interact always with people and being able to, you know, check their uh, character. Um, he was just so good at that. So um, that's one uh, more recently just being really objective and real, just helping me, you know, as my son get older, like, I, cause as we all know as, as, as fathers, your kids change more quickly than you can kind of keep up with. So a lot of times you're like asking somebody that's already been there, like, Hey, my kid is now this age, and I I, I have the tools to handle a five year old, but I don't have the tools to handle a ten or eleven year old, and that was something that, I'd
0: well, the, the good know. news to that, Paul, is by the time they reach nineteen, you already have an understanding of how a five year old acts, so it's simple and easy. Exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. See, keep yeah, keep keeping keep right up, keeping right up with the. Uh, with it's the it's time like there.
0: an evolution. Yeah. It's like oh hey, coming back around again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's it, it's a lot of the times I think in our. Um, interactions um and families and throughout even just the church plant and after um you know in other church plants it it, that tend to be a lot of the common threads that we connected in um because that's just what we were familiar with and we knew you know it was a safe place to be in um and so a lot of our you know extensions of our our close relationships with one another just extended from that beyond into our married lives and then into our family lives and and um kind of became commonplace i i always knew and again it goes back to what i was saying earlier about the whole learning grace and and giving graces that that was always part of like kind of eric's um mode you know even though you know i i can be and have been in the past uh, a banana head i'll um you know i'll always have the grace for you know from eric because he'll be like dude um you know you're doing something that's just really stupid stop, um, and, you know, kind of reassess and and change course. And, you know, whether I choose to listen or be stubborn, um, you know, he'll extend the grace throughout that and still stay, you know, checking in, but in a safe way that, you know, is not, you know, where I can, you know, continue to harm myself. He's always willing to kind of step in and flex the muscle to stop you from being really, really dumb. Um, and, you know, help you, reassess and re you know redirect your 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 course and, and get you back on track um because that's that it's a hard thing but it's a hard thing in the sense that he's more what i call a gatherer um you know he's always been the one person that i could say you know and in any environment if we're in a place that you know hey we got to get people on board or we got to just bring them in and make them feel welcome he's the red carpet he's the the guy that we send out to the the front lines to to get people involved and then once he gets them in, he knows where to, you know, direct them and get them engaged with other people to say, you know, hey, go talk to this person because this person, you know, because I know this person does this or has this interest or has this hobby or like or or does this, you know, go talk to him or her. And, you know, he just plugs those people in from there. And then he continues to move forward and moves on with that because you know that's his strength and that's you know where he um shines the most and it's his gift it's been his gift since you know when we met him on day 1 you know when we first joined the church when we were youth to to where we are today
3: yeah i agree yeah adam how about you i'm just trying to think back I, again we talked about eric and and his just teddy bear nature you know and and his uh, uh ability to to kind of see, see through your faults and just love on you um and I just, just, I see that from just the standpoint from our, our relationship, but also from the standpoint of just how he, he works with the youth and how uh, he just interacts with his own youth as well as youth groups around and, and just provide that, that just secure kind of, Hey, this is a safe aura that he brings, you know, and just being able to allow someone to really give, to be able to speak their feelings and what they're really dealing with is it can be tough can be tough from us from a perspective of just trying to trying to share with others um the just eric's personality allows for for that kind of space and he's always (laughs) had that kind of ability to to be able to be be a safe place and and not come with any judgment and being able to just really listen and give your attention give his attention
2: yeah and yeah i would i would agree and I, I and i would say and the to me the secret sauce and all that is the and yet you speak the truth like yeah. you are you, you you know it's so easy for us to say oh yeah this encourage you know you, you're encouraging people or you're you give them a safe place but it's a safe place where you speak the truth where you're not afraid to say yeah you guys are being a banana head mm-hmm. and and it and, and it comes um it's hey it's something you don't have to bleep out so you should be you should be
0: (laughs) i might start going forward (laughs) just for fun yeah
2: unnecessary censorship um but yeah i mean just to be able to 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 give truth out and be and uh and 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 say yeah you know you're being a banana head but and yet you still like wow he's encouraging but yeah i'm i'm he's he's not afraid to tell me the truth and i think that that's is is so I just treasure that so much because it's so hard to find that, and and so hard to find somebody that you trust when they tell you. So, th- like I said, there, there's times that I've been like, I need the truth here, so I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask Eric. I need. I, <laughs> the I need other time to gonna avoid here. that. That's right. right. Exactly. I'm gonna exactly. I <laughs> want <laughs> encouragement. I'm going to Adam. Hey Adam, what do you think? You're doing fantastic. Thanks a lot. And <laughs> you're bleeding death, <laughs> um, <when> you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: right.
1: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It's only a flight.
2: Exactly.
0: Will, uh, I'll right. be like, That's okay, something. adopt Eric Roman X, rub get dirt tough. on it, and move on, Paul. Come on.
1: <laughs> That's right.
2: Get to get tough, rub some dirt on it. So um just so just the, the last question here as we as we go through. So what has Eric brought to the group long term? As you think about how he's uh, the perspective that he's brought, the um you know, his character that he's brought to the group, what has he brought to the group long term?
1: Shiny gray hair. Amen, brother. All <laughs> over my body, including my Santa, well, we didn't, Santa Claus. We did,
0: we did not have to go that far about where it is. I just wanted to point out shiny gray hair.
1: At least I have hair.
0: I, I you know. No, I'll they, hey, we got to clarify that one. I choose not to have hair. I have hair. I have it, and where it should have it, I just don't have it on top of my head, just because I'm closer to the sun than all the rest of you. <laughs> it's true.
1: Uh...
0: I read it on the internet. It's true.
1: So only tall people should be bald. Is that what you're saying?
0: I'm not inferring that or implying it. <laughs> I would, I, you know, I think we definitely touched upon Eric's <laughs> truthfulness as we just experienced just as two seconds ago. um the the whole <laughs> The whole thing that I love about my relationship with him is that anywhere along the line, and I can you know look back at any stage of my life, there's always been an opportunity to stop do an assessment or look at, you know, something in my life, you know, from another set of eyes. And Eric was always that set of eyes, whether, you know, it, it was early on in our you know youth where it was black and white and it was fire and brimstone in some cases. Um, and you know, you're going to be hit with the Bible and you're going to hell or, um, Or the kind, gentle Roman act that we all know today that he's able to say harsh, tough words in a a way that we can hear them, let them absorb into us. And then, you know, um, either ask for forgiveness or, you know, change course, repent, um, all the above. Just really having that in my life, as Paul said, is, you know, it's priceless. It's precious. It's important. And it's definitely what Eric brings to this group as a whole as you know, I look at all of our relationships and all the people that kind of come and go in our group, that's primarily the reason that's always attracted me to him has brought us 30 years strong with its ups and downs and and all the great times and all the bad times, too.
3: Always, always. Adam, how about you? Yeah, I, I would have to say, to sum everything up, but one is community. Um, Eric is, is pretty much a... A shining example of community, whether it was from the standpoint of of having a centralized place, what was always welcome or just a, a person to to just lay it out on the line with and just chat with. He he always valued it and and oh, talk about you like you're dead, <laughs> but he he values I see that value just shine throughout him is that that community aspect and and and, and intertwining his his relationship with god within that aspect to to bring people forward and and to just grow with people and it's not ever just a situation of 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 hey i have x y and z to to direct you or i have some wisdom to put into to your your life which a lot of times he does it's hey i want to walk beside you and be able to impart stuff but also have you impart into me
2: yeah yeah, agreed. Agreed, and I would, I would. Um, that's the perfect word. I think, I think, community. And um, you know, it took me a while to learn that the whole idea of um, Christianity was other people and to love on other people. And I think that Eric embodies that in every sense, and and and, and shape, and and every form. And um, I definitely learned that. I there was definitely a long time that I saw people as a hindrance and just in my way. And I think that I learned from Eric that not only are they like that that's where it's at it's people where it's at, like God cares about people you know not um the um you know the 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 laws or what have you just he just loves on people and just is he just pursues us and and so that's one of the words I would use for Eric is he pursued us you know, he pursued this conversation. He, he pursued us over lunches. There was times when we would just get together for lunch and it would be, Hey guys, let's get together just to, just to hang out and continue that over and over again until I was like, Hey, he's being intentional about this. This is important. This is, um, you know, I don't know that there was always a long-term plan there, but, uh, it's certainly, um, it was certainly appreciated. And the other things that I would think of, um, is, authority like there's always been an authority and always been leadership with you um, that you've embodied in one way shape or form whether it's your family or where you work or a youth group or a church or what have you You've, you've always been that sense of authority and that sense of leadership and that sense of somebody that is just an innate leader and um just leads because that's what you do. And it's, a, it'd be impossible for you not to, but again, leading out of compassion and leading out of truth, leading out of integrity and leading. And like I said, leading to point people back to God um, f- from, from day one. So um, I'll, uh, I'll, you know, I'll give it a chance to, to kind of chat, but that, that's what you've been, that's what you've been to, Thanks. to me. So
0: I always I thought Lar lunches were where you and him just share football information so he could figure out how to win in his f- Fantasy Football Leagues. <laughs>
2: no, no, no. I, I, no. Lunches were not that. They were either that or they were you and him going back between uh, Linux and uh, and Windows or Mac and Windows or Apple and Android. Touche, or... my friend. Guess I got
0: to ask for the
3: Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback now. Pepsi and Coke. Or,
0: or, or it was like, okay, what, what is the timing that when Adam said he's going to show up?
1: <laughs> it doesn't matter. He'll be like, <laughs> it doesn't matter what time well, exactly. Affects.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> hey, we're... dun dun da. You know, I guess this is my rebuttal or or my my last little quip in here, I am humbled by the fact that you guys have all stuck with me for thirty years. I'm humbled by all of the things that you guys have said and 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 the way that this relationship has gone and and you know my ability to speak truth comes directly from the impact that god has had on my life like because i before god was a rebellious angry lusty little puke and and when he got a hold of me he just changed all that and and so you know as i look back at the last 30 years and the walk that i've had and 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 my walk with you guys and my walk with other people, I, I just thank God for the people that he's brought into my life, for the ways that he's impacted me directly. And yeah, I mean, I think it's been proven that when I'm asleep, I can't drive. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, That's what
2: we're learning. That's what we're
1: learning today. Thanks.
2: Rule for, number so.
0: one, drive with <laughs> eyes open.
1: My ability to speak truth in a way that you guys hear is is purely because my speaking truth is never about me doing better mm. it's always because i'm on your side like and and i think that's something that god really got into me is it's not a adversarial thing it's never about me winning it's about us winning it's about the group winning it's about the team winning it's about you winning and and i think that makes it easier for for you to hear truth when I say that. And and I've I've had those conversations, you know, we talked about that, you guys talked about that in this group. I've had those conversations with people in senior pastorship where I've had conversations with them and told them something that was not easy for them to hear. But they're like, you know, when you say it, like it doesn't, it seems like it's surmountable and it's easy to take care of. And and I understand what you're saying. But when, when I heard it from this other person, it was like, wow, that kind of sucks. Like, I, I feel horrible about that, you know? And the reality is, it's really all about, um, I'm in this with you. And and that's not something that I could do normally. It's not something I would do naturally. Because I can be, you know, you can ask my wife, I can be a little selfish sometimes. But God has, um, God has put that in me. And he's put in me to see people achieve and succeed in things that they couldn't succeed in. And, and you guys have helped hone that and perfect that and seen me mess up and walked with me anyway and seen me do it right and walked with me anyway. And, and it's just been, it's been spectacular and I've loved every step of the journey, even the parts that suck, you know, even the hard conversations, maybe especially the hard conversations. Yeah. Because they're the things that keep proving to me over and over again that this little kid that couldn't – didn't even live in the same place for the first 15 years of his life, wasn't sure he could have a long-term friend, has had friends for 30 years. Don't cry years. at
3: him. He's going right, yeah. to cry. <laughs> Come on. You know?
1: Spirit. And, and so like I just think it's really – it's really just a, a uh, one of the ways that God has provided for me is by giving me friends that have been around a long time, that have seen me through so many transitions. And, and it's just another way that God says, hey, dude, I got you. And I got you with Paul and Adam and Eric and Travis and Tim and like the collection of friends that I've gathered over the last 30 years, 40 years. And I just love it. And it just over and over again reminds me how faithful he is which frees me up to do the next hard thing you know the next right thing
0: so sweet
2: Well, you moved you moved around a lot uh in in high school we're glad that you ended up stopping in things bro cuz you you enriched all of our lives um uh, it's been it's been great um I'm just going to pause <laughs> let that sink in That's right. Um, so, so thanks everybody. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we hope that you've enjoyed uh, learning about us, not just to learn about us, but to learn about our process and how our relationship has, has bloomed. I mean, one of the things you're hearing over and over again is that we have built up this relational capital over years. And so we have some freedom on how we chat and how we talk to each other. So, uh, come back next week when we continue to learn more about each other and um, have some more fun conversations and uh, learn about some other fun backstories of everybody else uh, going on. So thanks a lot. We'll see everybody next week. Peace.
0: Thanks, guys. So And thanks for listening to the Forefathers Podcast. We talk about faith, fatherhood, and other F-words. If you want to learn more, head over to our website at the number four com. If you'd like to help our show, make sure you give us a review on iTunes or in the podcast app of your choice. Those reviews help others find our show. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send those to feedback at forefatherspodcast.com.